Hello and welcome to Amasek and Archaeotech, a Horus Heresy podcast. On this episode, we'll be talking about what we've hobbied, the experience of being new players to the Horus Heresy. And Thank God you clarified that. I'm trying. And Zone Mortalis, or as others might bill it, ZM. So, Chad. <laughs> yes, mate. How the devil are you? I'm okay. Well, that's bloody good then. If you hadn't of uh, realised from the beginning of this podcast, we have had a few to drink. We have. It's a really sunny day, possibly the hottest of the year so far, and we got a bit carried away by finishing work and going straight to the pub to discuss what we do on this episode. And we were so enthused by the good vibes of the sun and beer that we kept drinking. Um, which reminds me strongly of uh, the Drunken Love song by Beyonce. Um, I won't ask you to insert it here, but uh, if that's you a, haven't heard that song, it's an absolute rager. That's an actual song title? Yes. Wow. And might be my second favourite Beyonce song. Okay, after Halo, right? Amen. Right, cool. All right, just to clarify. Um, yeah. Lovely Sasha stuff. Fierce, much love. So, <laughs> moving on to <laughs> moving on what to the what am I hearing? <laughs> <laughs> I've known this man for several years, and this is all new to me. <laughs> uh, I would like to reference our previous statement of we've had a few to drink. <laughs> um, so, what have we hobbied this week or the last two weeks from when we actually published the last one? So, what we've been hobbying, Ched? How about yourself? What have you been hobbying? Yes, I have been hobbying. I've been painting up a last cannon squad. Just five guys to start with. I'm trying to spread out my uh, my Mark Six guys for the heavy weapons and special weapons I have. So I'm just doing like five man squad of this and then a five man squad of that. I haven't committed to a full ten man squad of anything yet, but yeah, I've been painting them up, and I've done one fully. Oh, nice! Just because I like to get the entire recipe sorted in my mind, and that I've got. As I go along, I've got a reference point to look back at. Are you one? Sorry, are you one of those people who chooses the character first, or do you do a normal guy and then go to the character last? I like to build up to the character because the character should look the best got in you. my mind. So I took a all specs. So it's the last cannon squad. If you have it, you'll know there's an arm and there's a little attachment where he's got like a little scanner and. I used the Salamander Forge World heads and I took the the helmetless one, which I don't normally do. I've always kind of stayed away from like bear heads just a bit. Ooh, I don't know yet, but I used the bear head one on him and he's looking at the scanner because if you've got a helmet on, why would you need a scanner? You've got it in your eye lenses, right? I Supposedly. Mean, yeah. I mean, why are you taking your helmet off in the first place? There's a lot of questions to be asked. Oh, here. very much so. But um, I'm actually super pleased with how the head turned out. I did it in shades of grey, but I mixed in a bit of corn red with uh, Corvus Black, Mechanicus Stand Grey and Dawnstone because it's a little easier doing the Salamander skin because it's just this black and grey. You know, you can sort of get away with not having the nuances of like human skin. Because it's like, a, for those who don't know, it's like a coal black, right? Yeah. It's not like... Because of the, oh, the gland. The the gland that they have is affected by the radiation of Nocturne, which turns their skin a coal black and their eyes glow in red. So all salamanders, is that including like Terrans as well, who have been like, you know, come from... Me, come from yes, I... Because it's part of the gene seed. Right, okay. The whole thing. So... I don't know, in my head canon at least, like a Terran that had never been to Nocturne or been exposed to that radiation that comes from Nocturne is probably like, can be a human skin tone or whatever variation. But then when they finally get to go to Nocturne, it's like, oh yeah, you're going to meet Vulcan, mate. Yeah, all right, let's go. Let's go to the uh, the new homeworld. Yeah, all right. And they get there and then like, you know, they come off the ship and they probably don't have a lot of mirrors, right, Space Marines, in their ships. They're going around. They're not really vain people, right? They just put their armour on. So they probably don't, which is weird probably to us because we've got like bathrooms where there's a mirror, but they probably don't have that. And then all of a sudden they're like, what the hell? <laughs> I didn't arrive here like this. I, I am very strongly refraining from breaking into uh, the man in the mirror. 
um, but yes, I'm sure it will be a change uh, for them. Yeah. So yeah, just imagine like one day, oh my god, my skin is coal black. That I mean, I guess it makes sense, especially if it's in your head cannon, mate. It's, it's I mean, that, that's right? how Connor. that's how I see it for all the Terran born that eventually ended up on Nocturne. But um, yeah, so I I painted that. I'm really pleased with how it came out. Used a bit of corn red to give like because I see when people paint skin using red warmer tones gives that life sign of life kind of stuff, especially in like cheeks. Um, I'm pointing to my cheeks. You can't see that. But I could, yeah, and it was horrifying. Okay, ultimately, I was really pleased with how it came out. Um, and I tried, in fact, I tried a new green with my Monument Pro Acryl paints, mm-hmm. and I tried a new bronzy goldy color with Vallejo metal color gold. I didn't like it on its own, to be honest. No? I found it too... Pa- you, well, you know they do about 5,000 silvers. Yes. It's basically like a yellowy silver. Oh, really? So yeah. it's not like rich at all? Not tried it for an airbrush, to be honest. I've only painted it on, but it's it's so light. It's proper like a highlight shade of gold. So I mixed it in with some tin bits. That's disappointing. My favourite all-time metallic colour. And you... Was it actually legitimately tin bits? Yeah, actual tin bits. Proper tin bits. The rarest of all. Yeah. Because what is it now? It's like, if you want it, it's tinny tin from... Not Vallejo, is it? Is it? Vallejo. it is Vallejo. It is Vallejo, Vallejo yeah. So that's like a proxy nowadays. But um, yeah, no, proper tin bits. I mixed it into that and then, yeah, washed it with flesh aid, Reichland flesh aid. And yeah, just used kind of the, the Procryl matte colours for the armour and such. And then the satin citadel colours for skin or the black for the the rubber under armour stuff. Do you highlight that? No, no I haven't because it's satin and it kind of catches the light. I kind of leave it be. Okay. I'm more focused on the armour. Like yeah. the armour is the thing that I focus on to be the best. And this time, in this case, the head. So yeah, I tried new stuff on that. And... I'll potentially carry that forward, even though it doesn't match with what I've done previously. But my inspiration for trying something new was that I found my old method to be quite dark. Not quite like Dark Angels green from 40k Dark Angels, but just like like a glass bottle, but in the shadows. Nice, nice. So yeah, and and, uh, you're going to post... Are you going to post the... Yes, I will do a, a post. I put them on my story because it was midway through basing it, but now the initial one's finished. I will yeah, put a post up. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it looks really nice. Um, you can definitely see some progress in your face Facebook there, I think. It's... it's a nice sculpt. Those heads are a nice sculpt, so it's easy to pick out a lot of the sort of the face details. Was, is that the one from the recent six... Yeah, Mark yeah, six, yeah. Oh. Mark six salamander heads, yeah. Nice. Real nice sculpts, yeah. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Mm. Not Salamander specifically, but I, yeah. Um, well, I'll move on to myself then. I, I recently picked up for my birthday, um, as it was between this podcast and the last one, um, some Mark Six heads for the Alpha Legion. Um, and there was a nice uh, naked head there. Uh, I'm not going to, well, I'm considering maybe using him for my saboteur. I do already have a. Um, bald person for for one already in there but this one is much more looking alfarious shaped but then it's a bit like do you just go with the one that looks pretty good anyway I don't know will there be a second saboteur potentially if this is my first saboteur not entirely sure double saboteur double saboteur or just like you've done one model version of him in future you know down the road when you've kind of like what that is maybe do another one a different version of him just to sort of yeah, with my Praetor that I'm still for the one from the box set that I'm still kind of trying out different options with I I did have the Salamander's bare head from the what was it was it the Mark 3 set it might have been the Mark 3 set it was either the Mark 3 set or the Fire Drake set and I was fully gonna go with that it just looks better the bare head on the the praetor but i've ended up using it on 
my Venator tank, I had the I've got a guy popping out the hatch. Yep. I've used it on him now. And I kind of wish I have well, no, I do, because I've got it at Warhammer Fest. I've got another set of heads. So I do have another bear head. So I might use him for the Praetor. But it's definitely worth keeping on the back burner for the bigger characters, I think, because they're going to be the the ballsy ones that will take the helmet off. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they're, they're going to become your named characters, right? I mean, mm. insert any film slash game franchise here for some reason they've taken their helmet off yeah what's it Stallone as Judge Dredd the character who never takes his helmet off in the original 80s or oh I didn't know that but yeah yeah, takes his helmet off I mean he's on yeah he wears it for like 10 seconds I think yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah Um, yeah no so I've got those Um, they're cool some cool sculpts I'm potentially going to put the sergeant variant or the, the more embossed version on the um, centurion that i'm creating with a power spear so uh that's sort of where he's going with that one i've done a, a weapon swap on him um still a little way to go and he's the chunkier boy from the from the age of darkness box set so the, the more chunky one i've got already... axe the axe one the axe guy yes yeah. so i chopped off the axe the actual oh, axe yes, head. Oh yes, you've made a spear, haven't you? And I've put a spear on instead. Nice. Um, yeah, it did look good, the progress you showed me. So yeah, and that's from Forge World. No, it's not Forge World. Conversion World uh-huh. is where the Greek-themed spear head from that's come from. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. The it, it, I, I quite like the chunky sculpt now that he's sort of slightly different than with the axe. It kind of... And I... I remember having a conversation with you and being like, is this a, it's a Terminator, right? And I said, no, actually, he's just in power armor. He's so large compared to the other Praetor, who mm. is still large, but like just so much more physically, uh, like wide. That yeah. Have you done that before building any of your Mark VI men? I've got a few, one or two Mark VI men that I have about. Because I think when you compare larger. them, they're like chunky Mark Six. But yeah, from going to the Mark Four and Three that we had up to one of them, yeah, they're, they're big old but chunky boys. Big old chunky boys, yeah. So he's on the, he's on the go. Um, the Saboteur, as I said before, which I think I may have mentioned in the previous podcast, he's on the go. Um, I've also done some Headhunters, which are potentially... a 10-man squad or they'll only really be using five at a time is that an alpha legion specific or is that the fast attack unit no, that everyone has that's the alpha legion specific the right. the seekers, Se- ah, seekers are the fast attack i think it's fast attack mm. unit that everyone has but they are the alpha legion version of those um yeah so it's yeah so putting those together there's uh gonna have a mark six in there some mark for two mark sixes potentially or maybe one mark six some Mark 3s and some Mark 4s, because I recently got some Mark, uh, some additional Mark 3s and Mark 4s. Although, with the new release of the potential Mark 3 slash Mark 2 kit coming yes. in the future. Yes, so last episode we'd said about the previews, and we were convinced they were Mark 2. Yeah. But we've since seen information that has led us to believe that they actually might be a redo mm-hmm. of Mark 3. Yeah. Which is interesting. But equally, I've heard other podcasts that still argue the toss versus Mark Two, Mark Three. But to me, from the information, aka not having a slit down the legs, essentially. That's it, because Mark Two have the uh, uh, concertina. Concertina, and then have this like of, stripe of of like yes, cabling, a little or, like, bit of black the under armor is yeah. visible. Um, on the top of the thigh, right? Yeah. And then you've got Mark Three has the cover on the wrist. Yes. Not gauntlet. Gauntlet is part of the glove, right? Yeah, but it kind of goes over the goes over the gauntlet. That's it. It's like a reverse gauntlet. Yeah. Because it comes from the wrist over the hand, so it has that, which I think the new picture did, and then the eye piece in the helmet, Mark Two is just one long bar to cyclops almost yeah 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 and whereas the mark three is divided over the nose so it's like two eyes whereas the new picture had the two eyes didn't it 
Yeah. I mean, from the angle, you maybe could argue that it was one slip. I don't know. It's like a dimple it's somewhere odd. to make it look like And it has tight. like the German World War One spike on top of the helmet. Yeah. Which I think I've not seen on normal Mark Three. I think the Death Guard have that on their legion specific yeah i think so i think people have referenced it saying that there are versions that they have seen mark three with those with that at some point but But again it gives off more of a mark two vibe yeah yeah i mean in all frankness if i was to get them i'd probably snip them off it doesn't really yeah i think i would if they were standard for me that's not a very salamandery yeah and the same for an alpha legion thing like yeah i can see that like almost, I mean, you and I both aren't too big a fans of the crest stuff. No, no. For me, it doesn't suit salamanders at all. I just don't get that vibe because it's very Roman, right? Yeah. So it suits ultramarines to a T. What else have I been doing? I have been building a Scorpius, which is pretty much done now. I'm going to keep the treads off it as a sub-assembly. When you say done, do you mean... It's painted. Oh no! It's been. Con- <laughs> oh no! As in built. So I'm going to keep the. It's completely done. It built. Built. Okay. Yes, completely constructed. Um, basically, you've got I'm- to prime that baby. You've got to paint it. Yeah. You've I'm- got to weather it. I'm trying to hoard everything together so that I can just do a mass spray. Oh, your proper production line is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've oh. I've recently just bought a new rhino. I need to get another rhino. I have a third rhino from back in the day, the original Demios pattern. The Demios? Demios? Yeah, yeah. Pattern rhino somewhere that I'm going to try and build as well. So what I'm trying to say to you, Chad, is I have to build three tanks (laughs) and paint them. and By by mid-July? And paint five men in a squad and three characters. Oh, my God. By mid-July. I'm also, ladies and gentlemen, going away for a, a long weekend at the end of June. Oh, God. And it's about to become a, a bank holiday weekend running into June. So there was a time when I had a lot of time, and now there's a time where I have less time. Because you moved in with your girlfriend, and now look what's happened. She listened to this podcast, Chad. Let us not <laughs> say things we can't take back. Um, I mean, I hope you are. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get that My sweet baby angel. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on um yeah so that's my hobby and there's a lot more i need to do within that hobby yes what have i got to paint we, we're talking about throner skulls we've we've bought a ticket for throner skulls at warhammer worlds to go and play a doubles tournament so we're talking about what we're building for our lists um so you've got three tanks five men and oh four tanks Four tanks? What's the fourth one? I've got three rhinos. Oh, three rhinos and a Scorpius. Four tanks, Mitch. That's insane. Five men? A squad yes. of five men? Well, actually, it'll be ten men. Well, right, at least, so at least, at at least doing men. the main armour, because I, I want to build a ten for future. There's no point in not doing five, and I can just build ten and just spray. No, you can't waste your time on things that aren't going to be in the list, mate. <sighs> I mean, if you are if you are airbrushing en masse, then yes, do them. That's the point. But yeah, no, I'll do, Put them to do, one side. Yeah, just get yeah. the armour down and then the rest can. So, four tanks, ten, well, five and a bit men. What else? Three characters. Three characters. An apothecary. Right. A centurion. Yeah. And a saboteur. Oh, my God. We're at the end of May now. Well, no, no, mid, mid-May-ish. It's mid to a late week. May. 24th. Um, yeah, we've got one week of May left. Right, okay, so you've got a month and a half... And a bit more. Anything else? I think that's it. Plus whatever you're bringing. Yeah, plus whatever I'm bringing. So I need to paint five last cannon guys. Well, four now, because I've painted one. And I need to paint... I've done my rhinos. I need to paint my venator. And I need to paint my leviathan. That's it. Because I've got two rhinos. My tactical squads are painted. Oh, I need to finish some details on my Armistos. Ah. And yeah, so I, I'm looking quite good, actually, for that. Yeah, and also, to caveat this, uh, my collection of units also includes a big chunk of Ched's army anyway. Yes, because of that... Uh... But we'll, 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 let's not spoil it now, but we'll talk to them that yeah. more when we get closer to it. And also, you can 
listen in as I remotely panic. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to um, the countdown and how many units you've got left and how long it is before you employ my help for some either on mass airbrushing or just the paint trim of shoulder pads or something. Can you just paint this silver on the shoulder pads? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say it's going to happen, but... It's not like... It's, you always want to paint your own army, but because of this panic of... You've, you've got some late nights ahead. You've got some late nights ahead. Yeah. Oh, I just need to really, yeah, start being proactive. The thing is, I'm doing a lot of the building, and I think I've come to the conclusion that building is my least favourite part of the hobby. Ooh... And I don't mean the building necessarily, because I quite enjoyed the creation part of it, and I had a great time putting a saboteur together. Kit bashing is so fun, man. Yeah, kit when bashing. When I made is... those veterans out of just random bits, I had a great time. Yeah, I mean your productivity grounds to a halt because it's all like ooh and ooh and ooh, and mm. you know what you're adding. But just the general wear and tear of filing and collect, you know, putting seams yeah. together and. All the rest of it. Yeah, is I see that. Big chore. Painting is definitely my favourite, but it's kind of like it's like the last thirty percent of the paint is the best. It's when you've. That's why I like to paint one guy in one go, because you just see the progression a lot quicker. Yeah. But it's it's bad on your like uses of paint. It's better to paint five people, ten people. The same colour. You just get more mileage out of the paint measures you're putting on the palette or whatever. So Oh yeah, like my oh god, yeah. Because I was just like wastage. airbrush varnishing one guy and there was I had to clean it out and there was wastage and you're less likely to get that when you're doing more on mass. So it is more productive to do at least five guys in one go. But um that's what she said. But um <laughs> Yeah, just to see the progress over a, a miniature, or like one miniature at a time. It's yeah, yeah. It feels more rewarding. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I'm I'm trying to be proactive with like producing five and tens, but equally, yeah. Sometimes it's just really nice to just paint one miniature and see it all the way through. And a Space Marine actually, it turns out, can be done quite quickly. Um, I guess I'm used to like AT and Knights and stuff. AT trim. Trim on Titans. Oh my. If you know, you know. If you know, you may have also bought a pack of Sharpies, the metallic ones, just to make your life a bit easier. Which I did buy and I never actually used because I still couldn't. Well, that's your own stupid fault, isn't it? Well, I just couldn't. Well, you know what, mate? We've talked about what we've hobbied for quite a while now. so. So, chairs, before we get on to the main event, Let's talk a little bit about what it's been like as new members of the hobby to the Horus Heresy. Yes, it's nearly been a year now, hasn't it? It has, yes. So next month is, I can't remember the specific date, but um, yeah, when it dropped, the Age of Darkness box set. June 22. And um, yeah, we just thought we'd take a little time here, just as we had a little reflection on how it's been being new players to the hobby. Mm. And, um, yeah, spoiler alert, we're still new players to the hobby. Yeah, it turns out there's still a lot more to learn. A hundred percent. We've always put ourselves, I think, as more casual gamers. This is only the third podcast. That's how casual we are. Mm. Um, and just just getting to learn it through game nights on the week, you know, when we once a week, and that's only been sort of in the last month or so, well, a few months that we've been able to get to that. I would say we, we have a fairly good dedication level in that we try and do a week, a, a night a week. Yeah, exactly. But we're not, and it's mainly me and Chad playing, or potentially we might go down to our local hobby store um, now and again yes but it hasn't been sort of consistent also with the podcast that's sort of taken up some of our time maybe we'd liked yeah way- just for, as we were getting into a flow we then decided to add another layer to our hobby and give ourselves more work by creating a podcast which has somewhat hindered us in getting out and about <laughs> <laughs> absolutely because it turns out recording ad hoc um in your motor is a bit of a, a bit of a problem mm. Um, yeah, so we've we've we just thought we'd take a little moment to to consider what, what how it's been 
for us as as new hobbyist um we've we want you to come along with a journey with us and we were thinking that in a weird way after talking to people at warhammer fest and other other um people who put out content and add to it it's kind of weirdly one of our strengths we think is that we're so new and we want to come along with you and i think one of the things that we want to want to share with people is that we want it to be as open as possible and get new people along yeah uh we kept an eye on the horse heresy for a long time both books wise story wise and what was being released without really directly participating when this was announced because we were playing titanicus when the uh when the box set was announced in plastic it was you know we were in a good place to sort of buy into it without you know the the speeders the jet bikes used to be 33 quid per jet bike and now you can buy a box for 35 of all I think, three? I think it's 40 quid 40 quid from for, gw straight. yeah so for all three instead of 99 quid for three jet bikes like props to the old heresy boys who have uh, bought in at that level absolute dedication there especially if you're a white scars player you must have quite a lot of resin jet bikes oh yes oh yes but we were like okay yeah now is definitely the time so uh we can't be the only ones and not knowing the differences between the first edition and now we're not gonna stand up and claim to know all about the heresy at all we just sort of casual observers big fans and now we get to play it because they made it a bit easier to buy into so um if you're like us or if you also have a interest from afar you know join in with us like we're we're here for that so we're not the uh the pinnacle of information we're learning more so if you have an interest and want to learn more then you know hopefully we provide a little pathway for you to get involved yeah exactly that and you know we're get involved mate come on mate um yeah we're, we're much more you know and that's why narrative i think speaks so strongly to us as well because there's a part of the time you know where you're just want to have a few drinks with your friends and tell a story and sometimes the rules themselves not to say that we're trying to supersede any rules or create anything you know we're, we're after the most interesting rules to tell stories why the panoptica and the community rules are so interesting to us and why the game modes that we're choosing are so much smaller i just i just spent a good 20 minutes describing to you how much work i've got to do before now and the end of the end of july and no, the beginning mid mid july and I am absolutely petrified because there's so much work I need to do. My output is so small compared to that, that, uh, you know, that's a lot of pressure on myself in an environment that I'm meant to be having fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want to have fun with it. So Decurion enables me to start the smallest possible level. We're not even talking, you know, 1,500 points, 2,000 points. It's literally... Hundreds of points. Hundreds of points. I need a squad. You bring a squad, you can play... A game and that's very much what we want to start building upon um because at the end of the day we want anyone to play a game and want you want to be able to go to a place and say is if you heard of horace heresy do you want to play a game and we're talking to all gamers from all across games workshop uh, franchises and beyond we want to get into sort of i guess you might even call it a skirmish level but it's not in its own way because the curian works on, a, on its own its own method and its own way of doing it um, yeah, because yeah, you uh, you came across someone asking a question on our local game shop uh, Facebook group, didn't you, about getting into the heresy? Yeah, exactly that. And, and you know, that we are lucky now to be able to say, well, there is the heresy box set. There's the Age of Darkness box set. So you can get in at that point. And up until that point, it was really Titanicus was the only, was like the best entry point in terms of a box set starter set. I think that has been in a very long time. You, you know you were able to get in in that way so the Horus Heresy Age of Darkness you get the rule book you get an army there pretty much I think it's roughly 2,000 points Ooh, roughly around yes, that I think. I think so so it's a good size army and you can just roll with it 
The other question is how um, that came up is is there any uh, pass over or, or crossover between 40k and 30k in terms of your armies? Uh, we had a little discussion. It turns out this this particular individual uh, was a Tau army player uh, to begin with uh, in 40k. And I was thinking about this, and there may be some people out there who are like, well, he needs to go. Paint, they need to go paint some more models and get them get themselves sorted before they come onto my table. But to me, I was having a little sort of mental arithmetic and thinking, well, what other armies could they use to proxy for that? Tell us, Mitch. And oh, thank you, thank you, Jed. I, I will try my best to uh, to prolificate. No, that's not even a word. To prol- such big words in my head. Good you over there, didn't I? Mate? Such, such little capability in my mouth. So I was thinking, Iron Warriors potentially. And I haven't got the rules here specifically, but I'm pretty sure it's like plus one to strength to all, is it last weapons or maybe it's all shooting, all, all shots. So I was thinking on a thematic basis alone, you're going to stand there and shoot. It's more of a shooting army, Tau. And the other side of me is if you're a loyalist, well, maybe you could go for the Imperial Fists. Same vibe. You're not necessarily attacking a fortress, but you're going to stand there and wait for people to come to you because you're all about the defense. So you've got some good bonuses to your shooting capability there as well. And on top of that, if you want to do the, I think it's there, I can't remember what it's called, their advanced reaction, where they can basically do a charge to stop a charge. You know, you've got that whole crew element of you can do a little bit melee if you wish, or go full melee, do what you want to do. So, so even there. though he's playing with town models, you can kind of, you were suggesting a sort of a proxy space marine legion that gives the same sort of feel of what he's used to by playing with his town models, yeah? Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Like, thematically, you could even say, well, these are just Xenos. Could be anything, yeah. Could be anything, you know. Could be Thousand Sons, could, could be... Could be whatever... Alpha Legion, could be... You don't know. Empress Children. And you, like, they're the same size bases at the end of the day. If you want to just try a game, you've got... Well, that's a tactical squad. There could be anything. Just to come down and learn a game and try it out whatever yeah exactly that absolutely um it turns out that this was all just a fever dream for me anyway because uh they're also a custodes player oh well there you go so that's a a direct parallel there um again Uh, also though if you wanted to play and you didn't have the rules there are downloadable pdfs for you've got the militia pdf is a pdf isn't it yeah so you've got all the squads there and also, from talking previously about the Liber Panoptica and Liber Centura, the Liber Centura has rules for squads and troop choices that are, yeah, okay, they're not your main tactical squad, but there are other troop choices within that, and even veteran choices that you could use. You know, you've got the rules. You don't have to buy in the book. If you look that up, we'll link it in the show notes. There's troop choices, there's squad options for you to have a go, and then you've got all the rules there, and then you roll in the dice. Exactly that. Like the, all you need is an opponent with the core rules. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure most places, most hobby spaces, or friends, or well, friends who own it, if not, give, I'm us, sure, give us a message. Yeah. Like, don't well, be afraid to ask the question at your local games club or whatever. I don't have any heresy rule books, but I'd like to get to know it. Would anyone play me? You know, I'm going to use a Tau army as proxy models. Yeah, exactly. For that. militia or you know, all these, all these space marines. Exactly that. And as a man who doesn't have a car, I'm going to offer. If you send us a message and you're semi close, even if you're not, maybe me and Chad can drive down there. And oh yeah, if you. you're uh, so we play an order shot in North Hampshire. Absolutely, if you're in the area. Give us a message. We have we have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook group. We have a Twitter as as used as contacted by Alex from Games Workshop recently to say that he listened to the podcast, which is very kind of him to uh, spend his time doing that. We appreciate that very much. We also have an Instagram. I've I've remembered it, mate. We've done it. We've hit the jackpot. Uh, yeah, uh, apologies, dear listener. You may hear us say that again at the end of it. Just yeah, because... we might have to do the the classic shill, but we were very forgetful on that. But we do have those things. So if you search for Amasek and Archaeotech, 
then you will find us on the socialsmedias.coms. Exactly that. Um, yeah, so that was my little rant really on being a new player. I think... He's fuming. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He's ranting about it. Um, if you knew, get involved. Yes, get involved. Give us a... We a, will help you. <laughs> whether you like it or not. Yeah, that is a threat. Uh, yeah, so again, I just... At the end of the day, we're all about trying to get people into this game. There's no point having everyone um, who really loves it, who is 52, because then, you know, we're going to die. And then where's, where's the rest of it? Where's the rest of the hobby chair? I did chair? not expect you to say that. <laughs> But yeah, like we were casual observers for a long time, and now if you're still casually, casually, we'll be away somehow. And if you have problems, you come to us, and we'll we'll fight your corner. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. We'll uh, we'll fight any Xenos or other yeah uh, race in any situation on the tabletop. Let me be absolutely clear yeah. on this. I do not want to start a race war. Don't bring this to a race war. <laughs> Goddamn Eldar. <laughs> Predicting uh, the future. Exactly. Why did it have to be now? Uh, so uh, we'll move on now after my uh, little rant on to... Yes, we will. The main topic. Is it? Is it time for the main topic? Ba-bow. Yes. Let's move on to... I'm going to insert that, mate. You don't need to make the noise. Oh, yeah. I've got a noise right here. See what I did there? See what I did there? <sighs> we need to... We've been asked to leave now, Chad. We have to, we have to leave each other on the podcast. So, Chad, now we're back in the room. Yeah, now I've used the power of editing in post against you. I guess we should talk about... ZM, is it? Indeed it is, sir. Indeed it is. As the wags have dubbed me, Zone Mortalis. Yeah? Yeah, so I was the Simpsons. Is that what she calls you, is it? I was it? the Simpsons reference. I was trying my best. Oh. Um, so see my gonna... vest. See my vest. Made best. from real Jokero chest. Ooh. Ooh. Tasty. Delicious. So, how do you... <laughs> so, Chad, back to the uh, back to the real world. What the hell are we talking about? Slash four Podcast. Drinks four drinks in. Zomortalis. How do you use Zomortalis in a narrative setting? Right. My so, question to you, Chad, is how do you not use Zomortalis in a narrative oh setting? Oh, God. Right. Zomortalis. What the hell is that? So, we discovered... Zomortalis in a white dwarf. We'd, we'd heard about it, again, being casual observers of the Horus Heresy game system. Um, Issue 477. Oh, nice. Well done. And we had... Because we'd bought, <laughs> for whatever reason, the Kill Team box. We had some scenery. We... I'm sorry to derail you. We have played at least two games in Warhammer World where, oh, we, where we played. There's a story where we played Kill Team. This is this is when what I refer to when I say rules, and why we chose uh, story versus rules for this podcast is because we played Kill Team on a six by four board. We played Kill Team wrong for about half a day in Warhammer World because we were so excited to be in Warhammer World playing and then we saw Nick Baton and we were so distracted we were trying to play Kill Team on a 6x4 board and then were really confused that there was no range on weapons and you could shoot all the way across the table and it was really hard to gain any ground and get objectives because you'd just be able to shoot each other first. Because we were on a 6x4 board in Warhammer World. So, yeah, the day really got to us. Whereas in Zone Mortalis... It's and we were definitely hungover. Oh, amen. Amen. Uh, but in Zone Mortalis... <laughs> and that's why we've sacked off rules. <laughs> we're making up we're all game. about the narrative <laughs> because of this simple mistake. <laughs> Should just ask Nick. Should have. Just... Uh, can you, uh, yeah, like, how do you play this game? Mate? Any chance, mate. Any any chance. You're playing a lovely game of Blood Bowl with someone across the table from you. You're suddenly having a great time. Can you please help two idiots yeah. figure out this game system? What the hell is a Warhammer? Yeah. Why are we in Warhammer <laughs> world? Yes, we're asking you What's why we're world? here. What's a world? What's a Warhammer? And uh, how do I kill a team? Mm. Uh, all my questions. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we utterly biffed that. That was, yeah, swing and a miss. So, so yeah, so, so that's why we don't play Kill Team anymore. 
or painting in the models. So now we're moving on to ZM, which is the reverse of that, because it's in a small space. Yes. It is a four by four board. And it's clearly stated in the first page of these rules that we found. And thank God. And thank God it was because we missed all the other rules. Yes. For Kill Team. For Kill Team. So, yes, thematically for ZM. 4x4 four four board for ZM. Much more enclosed spaces. That's feet. Yes, feet for those in the Imperial No. Oh, I don't know. That's a rant for another day. Uh, yeah, so, so we really in, enjoy ZM because it's a small scale. Going off what we were saying before... There's less rules to worry about because it's smaller. So we found as new players, being casual gamers, getting into the flow of playing, that playing ZM games with a couple of squads is real good for getting to know, because it was definitely a few games before we worked out what heart of the Legion was, and other rules like that. We could, you know, we play a few games, we might realise we've missed a couple of rules Next time we can reintroduce them, get real solid and comfortable with, you know, just your core HQ and two troops, that kind of thing. So that was good for us. But of course, we like to introduce a few special things. And I think we're still trying to get to grips with Dreadnoughts overall. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely a lot more comfortable than we were. Yeah, 100%. Well, to start off with, there's no vehicles in ZM, period. No. The highest you can go is a... Six wounds? Six wounds, yes, I think it is. Seven and above you can't have. Yes, because you can have a Contemptor and a Dorado, but not a Leviathan. Yeah. Dreadnought. Yep. So I don't think you can have an Armager either. I'm pretty sure. I think it specifically no. says that. But could you have jet bikes? Didn't... Couldn't... Oh, I should check that. For cavalry... Not too sure. Oh, so okay. I'm not too sure if you can have cavalry or not. Right, You okay. might be able to. Oh, man, that that would be a cool... Right, let's go on a tangent. ZM, right. So we've played ZM as... You're boarding a spaceship, as in... We did a mission where I was Salamanders escaping from Istvan. Oh, the ship, this ship is one of ours. It's safe. Uh, 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 there you are with your Alpha Legion waiting for me. Have a little fight. Hello. But here's here's an idea, right? We have a little ZM. It's like running the gauntlet, but I've got my jet bikes. Are you saying are you, are you saying the trench run from Star Wars? Is that what you're basically suggesting? Yeah. Um, yes, I am now that you've said it. Um, but some sort of A to B. I've got to get there. I'm on my jet bikes. I'm scooting around. Like, you know, whatever sound effects you have in your head cannon for jet bikes. Going across, through it. Pew, pew, pew. And then you're there trying to stop me. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds interesting. I mean, the the nicest thing about being a narrative uh, face podcast is we'll probably do that anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't actually know I've checked out if Cavalry can, can be there uh, or not. Oh, if not, that's it. We're making our own. We're doing it because then we can also do the same. Yeah. But with horses or, <laughs> or bikes if you're a militia. The, the, the light brigade. Yeah, exactly. The, the Cannons to the left. Cannons to the right. Las cannons to the left. Yes. Auto cannons to the right. <laughs> yes. Volleyed and thundered. Did the three? Is the three hundred or one hundred or something like that? I can't remember the. Yeah. Anyway, yes, exactly that. So a good fun to. Iron Maiden wrote a very good song about it. Well, there we go. That's uh, that's. Do you know the song title? Is it literally called Charge of the Light Brigade? The Trooper. Oh, it's literally. That and for legal reasons, I probably can't sing it, but. Um, is that's that on the nose? Okay, well, there you go. So yes, uh, ZM. We really, we really enjoyed it. Uh, there are new rules coming out for it. Yes. So I have pre-ordered the Siege of Cthulhu book, um, which should come as time of recording next week. Yeah. It comes out. Tuesday, I pre-ordered Wednesday. it on Saturday, so it's released this next Saturday, Saturday. This Saturday. So I should get it. I should get it on the Saturday. So by the time you've heard, you're hearing this, we should have it. Yes. Fingers crossed. And maybe you do too. Yes, hopefully you will. So yeah, we'll let you know, dear listener, how it goes. We will, yeah. So let us take the hit for you. Yeah, yeah. We will uh, report back on ZM and maybe some changes that we've 
scene from the the White Dwarf to the book because we've always had a problem with how they define the entry point. Yes. Is that right? Because you have a spearhead and a reserve. You split your force in two. So this this is in the Force the Breach mission, which is in the White Dwarf. Oh, and it so is... there might be some other missions then. Yes. That are ZM missions, because there's only the one in the White Dwarf, right? I believe there will be, but that still doesn't get away from the clear definition of what you're saying mm. about access points versus board edge. It talks, yeah, it talks about access points, whereas when we build the terrain, we've used the Gallo Dark terrain. Um, there was some old school Forge World resin ZM terrain that you could probably find on eBay or something, but it's it's quite chunky. It's quite whereas ch- the Gallo Dark is is thinner and it matches up with the the boards that come with it. So we've used that and we've got some um, some two by four bits of MDF that we put together to make a gaming table that's four by four. Because a lot of AT was four by four, yeah, and th- so that was ideal for full size games of ZN. But you can play a really small ZM game with five hundred points on a two by two. Yes, I think it goes all the way down to two by two. Uh, I mean, we've played it on even less than that. We did Hotel Hammer, so I think... oh yeah, that was tiny. That was a kill team size board, pretty much. Yeah, um, but you know, Hotel. So we we had a few issues with kind of clarifying the definitions of these entry points and there's a a deployment thing that's like you deploy opposite your deployment opponent but on a perfect square there are two opposites because you could go one way obviously or you could go the right angle and go the other way yep um there's kind of dark gray squares diagonally so, but yeah, there were a few little things like that that whereas we're a bit noob to it, we were like, um, so hopefully that's clarified. But then, of course, as you say, there could be more more missions that are specific to ZM, which are kind of a lower point. Again, good entry point for playing with when you've got less painted up or you're just trying to learn the rules of particular squads. Yeah, and I think that that's really where it shines. To be honest, is is the small scale. Again, you know, you can go like three thousand points on a ZM game because it is a different game mode. Mm. Uh, but yeah, for us, like we've like I've only got two squads of standard tacticals and then swapping in and out of character uh, that I sort of play around with quite a bit, equipping what's there and what's not, and that's quite a high point count. Uh, more than you'd think when you equip them with chainsaws etc and they still get some good work done we've recently played a game where i brought some headhunters and a squad of 10 men as well and uh yeah and they really did some damage in that game and i, I think you brought you brought some breaches for the first time so you get to see a bit of what yeah I, I tried because i bought some uh some stuff to make breaches so I wanted to try them out. Yeah. But you didn't equip them with melee? With no, they were just shooty and had shields. And yeah, the last time we played, you had that dreadnought that was kind of blocked that way. And then I tried to go around the long way, but I didn't have enough game turns to get where I needed to go. Yeah, and that's another question we have with this specific mission is how do you win as the attacker because you have tokens objective markers sorry in certain areas basically where the attacker isn't so you're coming in as the attacker and it says you can score from game turn one i think it's game turn one yeah at the end of your first turn even if it's game turn two we yeah, we as have, the defender, you're sat on an objective straight you're really away. Sat on objective, yeah, you're sat there, you're next to, or you can place where the other two are going to go. Mm. So it's almost like you're always going to be, what, three, one one point behind or whatever? Pretty much is how we found it. And yeah. again, we're not saying we're the, you know, we're the best players in the world. Oh, yeah. And especially as we set up certain boards, we're theming them in a certain way. Potentially, you know, as we said, like a boarding action or this particular one was an old depot that was very constrained 
Um, and I guess we should just quickly talk about ZM in general, the difference between that versus a normal game. Probably would have been helpful if we started at the beginning, but here we are. Uh, it's much more clustered. The whole point is you've put terrain everywhere. Yeah, lots and lots of terrain. You're Narrow making corridors. corridors like you're in a spaceship, like you're in a sort of a manufactorum that's all kind of claustrophobic, maybe some kind of bigger quads some like bigger areas that you can open up into in between all these corridors because blast weapons have like a plus one strength plus one strength and they ricochet sort of don't they if they hit a wall they don't once they've scattered they don't just keep going they hit the wall and they stop so that's quite thematic in a way if you're charging up somewhere and then you're like there's a dude with a rocket launcher that's just gonna you know shoot it down the down the corridor yeah it might scatter but it's going to scatter into the wall and go no further so you're at least going to get half of that three inch blast template um, taking up the corridor so it can be quite chaotic and quite destructive yeah and and i think probably the interesting the most similar parallel is probably the boarding action missions and season uh, like series of game modes that are in the norm, the new well just ended the new 40k right okay arcs of omen stuff arcs of omen stuff yeah so that's kind of the closest sort of parallel to it mm. uh for for those of you who play 40k um yeah and it's it's a really it's quite different intense you get into action much quicker because you're in a smaller uh, game board the reactions are different as well which is probably oh, where, where yeah. you see some real differences in it actually in terms of game uh game modes i assume they will keep that going yeah i i mean there might be some advanced reactions that are different that we haven't seen a bit like intercept i mean i yeah we don't know because there aren't there there are no advanced reactions in the white dwarf are there they're just no these are the zm reactions and they are different too you can't deep strike no in the current rules which makes sense if you're especially if you're a confined space but then Terminators teleport, right? Yeah, and that's not included in this, but in... So maybe there's something for that. Yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, again, so there may be an advanced reaction for that. I mean, the main differences are that you shoot in the movement phase as a reaction, and in the shooting phase, you move as a reaction. Yes, you displace, don't you? That's you displace. And so you move out the way. Your initiative... Your initiative characteristics. And the the return fire thing in the movement phase is, is the normal shooting? Yes. So yeah. if you're in the movement phase and someone moves into you within 12 inches of you, yeah. you get to shoot at them. Yeah. If you're in the shooting phase and you shoot at somebody, they get to move their initiative out of the way. So it's a bit like if you imagine like someone's trying to corner seen you you fired at them and then you you disappear around the corner and then in the assault phase you are able to make a morale check and either if you fail the morale check you display six inches and then you regroup or your initiative and you regroup or you pass it and then you can't fall back basically you're prepared to take whatever's coming at you and you can't lose an assault that's right you um you you can fall back straight away um, which is a bit cheeky because then it stops the, or at least it hinders the uh, the assault against you. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. One, one additional question we have had about that, though, is if you target somebody with a shooting and then they displace, does that mean you can only charge that unit oh, that yes. has displaced? Or can you target someone else? Yes, because normally... If you shoot at someone and you want to declare a charge, you can only declare a charge against a unit that you've shot at. But in ZM, if you shoot at someone and they displace, can you charge someone else? Because you haven't shot at them because they've moved out of the way and your your attack fails, right? You can't target someone else with that shot. No. So can you charge someone else? I'm starting to lean in towards... Yes, you can, because your actual shooting attack failed. But then there's always that element of doubt that would be nice if it was clarified. We'll see. 
yeah, we'll see if they get any more detail on that. Um, not to get you know too hung up on the rules, but those are some, some of the differences there that make it a bit more interesting, but more probably even a bit more reactive than in the normal rule set. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what the next step is for. At the end of the day, GW the website has a like an instant chat uh, facility, and I've used it before to clarify a rule. Go use that. They've got people that will answer, you know, your queries. Um, maybe we could do that and report back at how it goes. I've yeah. seen other content creators use that function to report back on on queries. So that you know that is an option. You know, if you've just got a question, even if you think it's a bit silly, you know, it's not like you have to actually ask anyone face to face. But you know, they they've got a team of people that will will answer that, and I fa- I found that quite useful. Yeah, throw it in. I mean, that's a they do rules as well as stu- like stuff to do with your orders. It's not just like that. So that's a fair point. That's, that's a good source there. I didn't thought of it. Mm. Uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, and then the other uh, little twist on this is if you wanted to play Decurion. Oh yes, which we have done a few times. So the decurring game mode from the Liber Panoptica, because it's you can play any old mission with it, and we have played standard missions out of the the core rules with that and had good success. We've also tried that in a ZM setting, and that's also been really fun, Um, especially narratively because you're sort of the crack team of of 10 people what have you and then you're sneaking into this it's it's quite thematic especially when you've got the doors that you have to open or close and stuff like that uh, yeah we've had some fun with with playing that haven't we yeah it it it, it turns um i can't make an analogy but it, it sort of it, it turns like a massive boarding action to basically the scenes in aliens where there's just mm. like a, a crack group of Marines trying to make their way through a space station and you know that sort of level of stuff so yeah and it's sort of do you split your guys up do you do you keep them in teams of two do you move around as a squad but you've got to get to a b and you know all the different object objectives you might get ambushed by people around the door um there could be people there you can't you can't charge for a door as we understand it so you know you've got to wait and open yeah you can't charge for a closed door you've got to open it but you can only open it in the movement Movement phase phase. yeah so yeah again it's shrinking changing the game mode from a six by four to a four by four changing the scale of the units you need to bring to a squad it's all or or less because of zm can be three by three or two by two exactly so you can make it literally you know two by two with a squad of 10 men for Decurion. Um, yeah, and you can have an absolute blast as we did when we played as a Motel Hammer, which mm-hmm. we hope to potentially release to you. It's still uh, still in the warp, that one. It's still a whip. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's a great mode. We really look forward to uh, the, the book and seeing what's there. I think don't be afraid to give it a go. I, I If anything, I'm happy that this rule set will democratize the rules because if you don't have this book if you don't have this white dwarf you won't have it mm. unless you found a pdf of someone taking a photograph of it somewhere oh yeah maybe yeah but you know for the longest time this this whole section of the game especially if you've if you weren't part of it as version one um which we weren't it's yeah it was a happy find and probably the i've only bought three white dwarfs in my life recent white dwarfs i mm. should say and yeah, this was certainly one of them specifically for those rules, really. Yeah. Just to be able to get on there. So very much looking forward to the Cicophonia. With that shed, we will put it to a close. Thank you for sticking with us. We appreciate it. We hope to continue to provide you with more of our inane ramblings. Indeed. On what it is to be a new player in the Age of Darkness. Indeed, indeed. We may or may not be as inebriated as we are right now. Um, so yeah, I promise nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is Amasek and Archaeotech. Exactly, and uh, today we uh, brought the brought the Amasek. And yeah, in in a, in a strong measure. Yeah, so 
We also would like to quickly just say once more for those who stayed all the way to the end, thank you. And also to uh, have a look on our socials. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. We have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook group for all those who want to get involved. It's all attached to our link tree. Our link yes. tree is attached to this pod. Uh, so you'll see it there. And our, as our website, please follow at your leisure. We would also ask if you could like and also subscribe. We would also ask for you to give us a review on your podcast app. If you give us a five-star review, if you really think that, one, it's worth that, and two, if you do make put that effort in, then we will read out your five-star review on our next podcast. We, we certainly will, regardless of what it says. <laughs> five-star <laughs> review. You're rubbish. <laughs> Would not listen again. Yeah. Um, yes, that would be great. That is a fantastic way to support us. It pushes us up against the machines. Um, yeah. The, those goddamn machines. Those goddamn machines. Those guitar-y. It's, it's the rights and prayer, you know, the that we need to all say to the Messiah for us to get further up on the list. Indeed. Anoint, anoint the podcast by leaving a five-star review. Exactly. We would ask you to anoint. Anoint as you go. So yes, please, uh, if you could, that'd be amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. Again, we're just here to hopefully build some community and take you along the way. We'd love to hear from you. So send me a DM. Oh, here he is. <laughs> DM 24-7. I promise you, he's not a boomer, but he really does want you to DM him. Do they really have to take the effort to hunt you down? No, not specifically, but you know the. Uh, I if, don't know, mate. You're I mean, really. You can you can it. try. There may be many of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Alpha Legion player. Uh, yes, so please do like and message and whatever he, you you. He doesn't you, even know, guys. What am I working with? That's you what I said. Me. That's why I said DM. I heard <laughs> I heard tell of an email once. <laughs> bring oh back, god! Bring back the email. Bring right, back that's the it. Scutari. I'm launching the drop pods. I'm putting in the command code. <laughs> That's it. Uh, launch, this, launch the virus bomb.